Hang on. Hang on. Halt. This might be a podcast. Before we start, uh, we've got a letter in the mailbag from Seymour Schmidt. Seymour says, I wanted to talk about the episode for Santa's Beard. There are two things I wanted to touch on, with the first one being songs about cheating, where the narrator is the cheater. The first song that pops into my head, which has that topic, is Secret Lovers by Atlantic Star. This song came out in 1985, so it can be one of the cheating songs that his wife is humming. Yeah, so I went and checked out that song, and it is so delightfully cheesy 80s, tweakly synths and fake drums, Um, but yeah, definitely fits the bill. Uh, It's a duet, two people singing about keeping (laughs) their cheating uh, relationship a secret, so yeah, that could be one of them. Uh, And back to Seymour's letter... Uh, The second thing that I wanted to talk about is the screaming part in the lyrics. I always interpreted the screaming to be some sort of excitement instead of how the two of you were talking about it in a more negative way. The wife is excitedly screaming at the friend to join her underneath the mistletoe. Although this is not how it is written on the lyric sheet within the album itself. On TMBW, they have a comma between mistletoe and screaming, which can also be interpreted in a way where the screaming is coming from the narrator watching his wife and friend go underneath the mistletoe and being so terrified by it instead of the screaming coming from the wife or the friend. He doesn't have to be physically screaming. It could be more of an internal thing. Although most lyric sheets lack punctuation, so the comma being there isn't really important to this interpretation. I think you can come to this conclusion with or without I think you can come to this conclusion without the comma, but seeing the comma there is what made me get this idea that could possibly make sense. Anyways, great podcast and shit. Bye. Uh thanks for writing in, Seymour. Yeah, so I guess there's a bunch of ways to look at that uh screaming thing. Um Yeah, anyone can write us at this might be a pod at Gmail. And you can leave us voicemails at 224-801-2930. And I'm with the show. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might be giants. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and I'm here with, returning after long last, it's AC Nickel to talk about the song Clown Town. Off of really nothing. TMBG Unlimited, I suppose. Here we go.
Clown Town Clown Town Everyone here is a clown Bad clown Sad clown Everyone here is a clown Initially intended to be off of no, but left off it for very good reasons. Very good reasons. Yeah, so, AC, how you doing? Not bad. I started up college again last fall. Yeah. What uh, What are you going uh, working towards? I'm a majoring in animation and screenwriting. Holy cow, that sounds awesome. Animation. It is really fun. I'm really enjoying my screenwriting class, especially. It's super interesting. I'm doing well in it, which is awesome. Always, of course. Uh, so with with an animation major these days, do they still teach, uh, like, do you take classes on any hand-drawn animation, or is it, like, all computer stuff? Oh, yeah, stuff of course. Like you do? I okay, mean, cool. Well, I mean, not classes on how to do it necessarily, I don't think, but definitely on the history of it. Okay. Because that, uh, I mean... Kind of gone the way of the dodo recently, huh? I mean, is there still stuff coming out that's that's hand drawn animation? There's still some, but yeah. not the majority. Yeah, I remember when Disney put out uh, the Princess and the Frog, and I was like, "Man, this looks old school. Is this a is this an old movie? No, it's I new." I'm like, they "Oh man!" Kept doing those. I really, I really found the visual style so appealing in the old Disney movies. Yeah, and the 3D ones just don't have that same oomph to them. Yeah, they. I mean, they almost look too clean, too pretty, too. I don't. Yeah, it's hard to describe. No, I get what you're saying, though. But I don't know. I mean, me growing up with, uh, I mean, like, I guess when when Beauty and the Beast came out, I was maybe like ten or something, and I remember it was such a big deal that like there were a couple scenes, like the ballroom dancing scene, where the background was computer generated and it oh, was yeah. like whoa and you look at it now and it's it still looks pretty good but it's still but like uh bell and the beast were still hand drawn in front of it and i thought that was kind of kind of cool but i think there's a place for all types you know yeah mm-hmm. i just wish there was still more of a place for the hand drawn stuff because it's really quite striking when done well definitely um, so with your, uh, screenwriting class, um, what was like your, f- like your final project for like at the end of the first semester? Like, oh, we haven't gotten to that point yet, we're, oh, okay. but we're getting pitching and writing a short film script. Okay, cool. And I does like have... any of that like go into to action? Like, do, do you get people to act it out or how does that, uh, I mean, eventually probably. Yeah. But I, at the current juncture, I have to have three ideas for a pitch by next Monday, so. Oh, yeah? You ready? 
No. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm thinking. I'm ideas are percolating. Yeah, it's got to be tough. Just like willing something out of nothing like that. I know, right? I mean, music-wise, I know how to do that, but that uh, that kind of stuff, not so much. But I was just thinking about how, like, when I was in school for music ed stuff, like, you know, to become a music teacher is like, okay, we'd take a class in, you know, we'd have woodwind methods or whatever, and we'd all learn how to play the flute. And then you'd not only have, like, a playing test where you would play the flute for the the professor, but... You had to like wrangle in some like we we would always like bug the choir kids be like can you come and let me teach you a uh, flute in front of the professor so we had to like <laughs> rope in other people uh, to like be our subjects in this thing so I'm just yeah, like this- imagining how you 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 know like put together like a script and then like go find kids that are like the acting majors or whatever and be like come be in this this is just an introductory class but hopefully in in the next few quarters the um intermediate class isn't offered next quarter so i have to wait till fall but and presumably in some of the later classes they do wind up coming into action a little more yeah sounds fun in the beginner class where you know focusing on learning the craft itself Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting the industry standard formatting down right and all that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Sounds cool. So I'm glad it's going well. It sounds uh, it's super exciting. It is. Yeah. Now, you were on... Uh, your first episode was All Time What, which was... Came 64? out in January of... I believe it came out. It came out in January 2020. It was right before the pandemic. January of 2020. So it's been a it's long been a time coming for you to be on another weekly episode. Uh, you were on the Gay Might by Giants uh, yes. <laughs> Patreon uh, episode, and I was on the tattoo episode, and the tattoo episode. Okay, yes, I knew there was something else. Um, yep. But as far as people hearing your TMBG fandom story, they would go all the way back to All Time What, which uh, I think that episode came out super awesome. And uh, so do I. Yeah, and I'm glad to have you back for a uh, a solo mission. A a deeply cursed solo mission, considering the song. Deeply cursed, indeed. I feel <laughs> I feel like this song is like. For when someone creates uh, an AI program that will write songs for you, which I'm sure is in the works, where you're like, oh write a They Might Be Giants song. Like, we come out with this song. See, I don't even think it necessarily <laughs> quite fits seamlessly into their oeuvre. It's a weird yeah. song, even for TMBG. It is kind of weird in a way that, in a way that they rarely had touched <laughs> before or since. Um. Yeah, <laughs> this one. I mean, with this song as precedent, you can imagine how scared I was when I saw the track listing for book included a song called "Drown the Clown." <laughs> I love that fucking song. It's so the, good. I mean, that one is actually really, really good. And a song with a title like that has no right to go so hard, but it does. And and then they've got "Quit the Circus." And then in Brontosaurus, there's a join the circus line. I don't know what is yeah, life with was those guys. And so I joined the circus. Yes. I don't know what was with those guys, uh, you know, in, over the pandemic times, but they really had circus type themes on the mind. 
Uh, ha ha, funny clown man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's pretty widely accepted. I haven't done the Drown the Clown episode. I've got Kara signed up for that. I'm going to uh, make her do it because I want to bash Trump for a while. But, uh, well, yeah. You know. <laughs> I always thought that episode was about climate change denial, honestly, that song. Mm. Yeah. With the weather woman. Yeah, the weather woman does make a couple Yelling something at us and we're all ignoring her. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, there's definitely a lot a lot going on there. We're here to discuss a much worse song about clowns. <laughs> a much worse song about clowns. So, TMBG Unlimited was uh, a, a thingamajig that uh, They Might Be Giants did through, uh, what you call it, e-music. Uh, yeah. From January tw- 2001 to January... Two, oh, wait, no. January 2000 to January 2001. Did I get that right or did I just say get it wrong? I again? think they went. I can't remember. I, I wasn't really around for that quite yet. Okay. I mean, I'm, I was alive, but I'm, I wasn't. I'm checking the wiki. I okay. Was like seven. Team BG Unlimited. It was uh, January 2001 to January 2002. And that they, sounds right. And they put out a, uh, like, mini compilation album every month like a shitload of songs all of these weird like they're i think they're their very own distinct subset of their music in the in the same way that any of their individual albums is i think that tmbg unlimited is kind of its own subgenre of tmbg and do you have all of these um yes at this point i'm pretty sure i do <laughs> yeah yeah they've been spread around pretty well um and i remember feeling like such a badass for like acquiring them through totally legal methods in high school through totally legal methods well i don't know i don't know who gave them to me but definitely well, I mean, didn't pay I any music for it where i even found them i just encountered them and was like score yeah <laughs> i know whenever someone posts something weird they're like oh i found this thing it's like download thank you and i'm Eyes emoji. <laughs> I wish there was an auditory equivalent of that that I could get across on the podcast. Because that's very much the emotion I'm trying to get across. You could take another picture. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't really do that. Eyes. You can't really do the <laughs> eyes emoji in real life either because your eyes don't really go vertical. <laughs> um, yeah, TMG Unlimited, I would have been smack dab in the middle of my college when this came out and i think we probably had decent like maybe ethernet or something but i was just not as tapped into like the online i was not extremely online yet i suppose um and like because i've said this in all the long tail weekend episodes that like i didn't get it for like many years later i was just yeah like, oh that's the thing i th- i think i'd heard about it and i'm like Oh, I'll wait till it's on on CD or whatever, and then it just didn't, you know, <laughs> didn't happen. And TMBG Unlimited, I don't think I knew about that at the time it happened. Yeah, think. that's that's fair. Yeah, I I don't know how heavily promoted it even was, but I obviously again wasn't really there at the time. But yeah, I mean it's weird though because in in college I was on the. Um, uh, whatever the address was for the the pre wiki wiki yeah yeah I mean I wasn't part of like the message boards or whatever all that super nerd stuff was I mean I'm not saying I'm not a nerd but computer savvy nerd not as much 
but I was on the uh, the pre wiki site that had all the interpretations and all the other stuff. I would surf that constantly, but um, I don't know. Somehow missed unlimited, but it's got a lot of cool stuff. I mean, it's got some complete uh, like live show stuff. It's got tons oh, yeah. of covers that they've done only live, and, and yeah. Honestly, I think a lot of the really kind of weird mutant sounding stuff from that era is like genuinely unironically really good in its own way. Like I am honestly an Indian Ocean stan. Mm. I don't know why it just tickles my brain in a fun way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the whole and the Battle of the Bands project was a lot of fun. Oh yes, where With they had their all little their little bands. Uh, yeah. The different names for those bands. Bog um, Standard. Right, yeah. What were the, what were the other ones? Uh, there was two Na- plus three oh. in We're yeah. All Trying to Rap. The Crummer Family. Yes, the Crummer Family. Naked Eyes. Spelled N-A-Y-K-I-D-E-Y-E-Z. Yes. Because of course it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you say color wheel? Color wheels. Yeah, it's color wheel. Okay, yes. <laughs> Goldie. And bog standard. The <laughs> um, oh, the disappointers, the disappointing yes. show. <laughs> that song actually just like improvised live? Because the show went like super badly. I love that. So- the P- <laughs> and the PA fell on the crowd. <laughs> it's and the clock came. <laughs> Man. Yeah, so much <laughs> weird stuff, but it's it's crazy just how much they dug up. I mean, like oh, yeah. them digging through the bins like back in the day produced miscellaneous tea, which gave us a lot of the early weirdest ones. And then this yeah. was like their second like like crate digging exercise of them to just be like, what do we have around? <laughs> and I think this is probably gonna be a bit of a hot take. I think that in a way this might be like some of their weirdest stuff, period. A lot of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of it's almost dissonance, not necessarily the most quote unquote musical in places. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Indian Ocean, like I mentioned. There's a weird speak singing thing in seven eleven. And there's whatever the fuck they were thinking when they wrote Clown Town. <laughs> So this one was on uh, March, uh, the March edition of uh, Team G Unlimited. So March uh, 2001. And this was kind of like a uh, no collection. And yeah, yeah, except that only three of them ended up actually on no. And those would be violin, lazy head and sleepy bones and clap your hands. Uh, And we all know why this one did not make the cut. Right. And then there's and also Monsters of Mud. Monsters of Mud is actually really good. Yeah. And the, I don't know the if effect... it would necessarily be a great kid song, but it's a good song. Right. The effect, it says, is Linnell's voice processed through a digital trash compactor. Yes. <laughs> is how they quote it. Uh, yeah. Haven't done, I haven't had anyone sign up for that one yet. Um, but uh, here we are to talk about Clown Town. Now... <laughs> How they thought this song would be good for no is beyond me. They and- they thought the children would listen to this and not just you know that bit in The Simpsons, of course. Can't sleep, clown will eat me. Can't sleep, clown will eat me. Hmm. It's 
That is absolutely, I think, the energy that Clown Town brings to the table. I can't believe it even made it as far as the no preview sampler. Like, yeah. They, they sold this at concerts in 2001. And I can imagine people being like, oh, they're doing a kid's album? Yeah, someone who has kids. And they, they grab the sampler. And they're like, okay, oh, Robot oh, Parade, cool. <laughs> John Lee Super Taster 4, 2, Sleepwalkers, clap your hands. Uh, and then, But then it has the Robot Parade adult version. And then Clown Town comes on and be like, maybe I shouldn't get this. <laughs> the adult version is to clear the kids out of the room before Clown Town comes on. I guess. <laughs> it, it's just, I mean, putting aside the nude clown. Right? The unwelcome idea of clown nudity, which yeah. has been my Tumblr title for years. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the the full quote that that they put in the Team G Unlimited. Yes, I Fl- love this quote. Flansburg's unflinching fake German accent, along with the unwelcome idea of clown nudity, uniquely qualifies this as an inappropriate song for kids. One of the first tracks for the children's album, this song was deemed too creepy to be for kids. Parentheses by everyone. By everyone. <laughs> but 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 putting aside the nude clown line. It's creepy as fuck, just like it everything it's like about a it. Nightmare. Everything about it. The, just the <laughs> instrumentation is like haunted circus. Hung, hung, hung. Like a little clown car horn, the squeezy it horn. It seems like something you'd see in like a video game or a horror movie set in like a creepy abandoned carnival. Mm hmm. Full mm-hmm. of killer clowns. Yeah. Like you're in that hall of mirrors and like there's a clown in there and you can't tell which one's the real one that you have exactly. to Exactly. <laughs> now what about this fake German accent? I'm, I don't hear a German accent. Does it sound like he's doing... I don't hear a German accent. <laughs> I feel like he's doing some sort of accent. I do not know that I would say it's German. I just think that is an ambiguous accent. Yeah. It's, it's... More a voice than an accent maybe. Spooky. Yeah. It's it's like his 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 old crooner voice, but just but made worse. very sad. Yes, <laughs> clown town, just clown like, town. Just like the dipping of every melody, like everything. It's just like that downward interval that happens just like a million times in this song. It's just like it's so it's, eerie. It's depressing. Yeah, <laughs> and. Yeah, haunted circus. Like you said, the 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 little like bluesy progression that goes throughout the whole thing, and then just like randomly like changes in the weirdest ways, and the weird honk horns in the background. Like I get that it's supposed to be clown themed, but somehow it really adds to the atmosphere of the track in a deeply unsettling way. Yeah. Definitely. And yeah, because like, okay, so the person that like put the guitar tab on the wiki, like didn't even bother to put in a key because it'll have a key at the top. Didn't even bother because it's just like it does that little riff in F, uh, an F sharp minor and then goes to A minor. Okay, kind of makes sense. And then that louder uh, kind of when it goes to oh no when it goes to the organ solo i think is where it goes to c and then just randomly to e flat minor like none of it really makes 
any sense. Like everything about this song is just like unsettling and not child friendly. <laughs> and deeply unhinged. Deeply unhinged. Oh, you know, we didn't even mention the we were talking about the horns, those bells at the beginning that oh, are just yeah. like modulated that dung, dung. Yeah, those are spooky. Yeah. It's kinda like that uh what was that called? The Doppler effect? When like something goes by when like a train yeah, goes by and, yeah, and the pitch changes. Kind of has that kind of effect. I don't know. Is it the Yeah, like almost like some sort of weird clown ambulance. Clowns going by you. Um I'm realizing also at this point that we didn't play the thing that I f- found on my hard drive that may or may not be a demo. They they did some version of some type of clown town appeared on dial a song in 2000 okay so this version wasn't released until 2001 like i said but at least the way this was listed uh for me in my files was that january 27th of 2000 they had a song they had clown town on dial a song and this was shared by some fan of long forgotten who it was that at the time had recorded them all over their modem or something. I don't know oh, how wow. these things work. Um, and so I sent that to you. And I, I can't tell if it was just a fuzzier version of what we've got here, but it is missing that modulating bell intro. What do you think? Is it just... I think the vocal track version? might be slightly different. Okay. Yeah. I can't tell if that's just a compression yeah. or if it's actually... Because it feels like there's some parts where he's singing vaguely different notes, like a half step up or down or something. Mm-hmm. The finished product. Yeah. But again, that could just be the compression. And it also, the clown car part, there's not the organ solo in the middle there. Oh, there wasn't? It just ah. cuts straight to clown car drives far yeah okay which means they worked on this song yeah and and again for over (laughs) and like they added that intro to it because that one doesn't cuts off the 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 (laughs) beginning parts 
so the <laughs> so there was quite a while there where they're like, yeah, this one going on the kids album. Let's put some more work into it. <laughs> I believe someone. I think it was it was like John Katz. I think who posted this found an old old Flans did a, an FAQ on Usenet. Not FAQ, like kind of an AMA type thing mm-hmm. back in the day. And someone asked about if there were any songs for the kids album that he could tell us about. And he said, I wrote a song called Clown Town. It's very kid oriented. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I'm Flans. like, about that. <laughs> uh, just shows you can kind of tell you're the one without kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Linnell would have had his son already. Yeah. I think he would have, yeah, Henry was born in, I think, 99, so. Yeah, sounds about right. Because he was around in, uh, he's in, he's in a scene in Gigantic. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Just shows their, their (laughs) warped view of, of this. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like how, you know, I, yeah, and, and you too, I'm sure we listen to such weird music. That oh, if yeah. ever someone at work or someone like outside of that realm is like, oh, so what kind of music you listen to? And I'm just like, rock music. <laughs> like I'm like not even going to attempt to explain to them I how just weird. Like, oh, shit I is. like a lot of alternative. Yeah, yeah. Even you know, like even say like, oh, indie rock. They'll be like, what's that? <laughs> if people press further, I tell them that TMBG is my favorite band, but. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, they don't know who that is. So. Yeah, you're like, oh, they did the, the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse song, and then they punch you oh, in the face. Oh, that's if I'm lucky. <laughs> right. <laughs> Most people don't know who they are, it seems like, around here. Maybe they need another documentary to come out. And, yeah. Because like, I feel like Sparks kind of got a boost with uh, that documentary that came out yeah. two years ago or whatever. Um, I mean, I just saw a big story on Stereo Gum today about their their single for their new album. There's a music video to it, and Kate Blanchett's in the music video. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, Team BG. They're uh, I don't know. I mean, I think they're pretty comfy with their with their station as a band. Yeah, right true. Now, you know, I don't think I would want them to be like. I know this is kind of selfish, but I like the kind of small niche feel they have to them. And I feel like some of that would be lost if they got really big. Yeah. I also don't think they're ever in danger of getting that big. So I think we're good. Yeah. I, I think they probably like where they're at. You know, they're doing things on their own terms. They're pretty self-sufficient band. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so the the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> This song has lyrics. <laughs> it sure does. They're about clowns. And most of them are just listing different types of clowns and making sure that we know that one of them is nude and one of them is a prude. <laughs> not the nude one, though. He's definitely not no, a prude. No, no. <laughs> prude clown hates the nude clown for just flaunting it all around like that. Nude, nude clown hates prude clown. They have a fight. Who wins? I think the nude clown is powerful enough just by virtue of existing. Yeah, nude clown, you know, got that away. got that confidence, uh, you know, that uh that extra And we all wish he wouldn't. <laughs> very proud about being a nude clown. <laughs> the lyrics are very I mean, <laughs> it's 
very simple and very kind of I don't know they 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 feel even kind of phoned in though though right you know like yeah, bad clown well. sad clown tall clown bald clown yeah <laughs> like how long do you think it took him to write this song I think Flans just went like <laughs> dude <laughs> I have a great idea for a song. Scribble lyrics down on a napkin, and here we are now. I, I know that's the played out response, but with a song like this, you, you have to wonder. It, when most of their songs are not like this. Yeah. It's like he was having a weird day. Yeah. And, and then yeah. finally... And then finally a little more happens in this story in that last verse. Clown car drives far. Honk on the horn of the car. Small clowns, all clowns, wave goodbye to the clowns. I remember one of the interpretations on the interpretation page was just, a man, you are driving through a town full of clowns. A German man is pointing them all out to you. You wave goodbye as you drive away. Right. And yeah, I, I really think that is just the premise of this song. I don't think there's that much more to it. They call them mutant clowns in this interpretation. Oh, right, right. A colony of mutant clowns. Yes, I forgot that was phrased a lot better than I put it. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what else could this... Oh my what? god, this is a carnival full of clowns! I love clowns. Clowns dance for me, clowns. I mean, could this be about a certain place that Flans hates? Is there anything coded into this that could be more? I don't know. I mean, do we know that the Johns have never... Oh, oh, here's the deep, the deep question. How much do the Johns know about Insane Clown Posse? I'd reckon that, that Linnell was not aware of them at all. I'm sure Flans is aware of them, but it, how familiar he would be with them, I don't know. I mean, Flans wrote the song, so he's the one we need to be asking about here. Do you think he knows about Insane Clown Posse? I don't, but I think it's a it's the only juicy explanation I can come up with here. That or he did, in fact, come across a colony of killer clowns and escaped with his life. <laughs> you don't think it was them driving through on tour somewhere, stopping at some dump, encountering some rednecks and right in clown town? Oh, maybe. <laughs> and there was a nude guy on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that the nudity aspect... Just the fact that it's there at all means it needs to be spoken about. And then the the one other interpretation on here is is basically saying that if this was a Linnell song, they would, you know, posit that maybe it's just about a general dislike for <laughs> humans in general, like Museum of Idiots. But they say, uh, quote, Flans is too genial for such sourness. <laughs> And he's got so many touchstones, I can't generally figure out what he's trying to get at without Cliff's notes. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, I don't think that's what Museum of Idiots is about either, but that's mm -hmm. just me. Mm -hmm. 
Is Flans too genial to be? I mean, <laughs> I mean he, he writes dark songs. He's a pretty easygoing guy from what I've encountered, but... It's not that he hasn't written a dark song. Oh, yeah, no, he's... I mean, look at Best Regrets. I mean, I in a Ring. He wrote a lot of sad songs in 2018. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or even, like, more recently, Moonbeam Rays. That one is just heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No nudity, though. No, no nudity. <laughs> I mean, the only other... Keep in mind that the one TMBG sex song is SEXXY. Flames. So maybe they have their reasons for avoiding these topics. It's just, I can't understand how he, he would think that it would go on a kid's album. Like, I know. In, in any Ow. capacity. Nothing about it is pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> it's not kid oriented plans. I, I'm sorry, but it's just not. I mean, no has plenty of its own weirdness to it, you know. But I, but it's not this, that kind of weirdness. It's something unique and special about Clown Town. Yeah, <laughs> that just makes it nightmare fuel. Definitely. I mean, this one. Yeah, for people that have a genuine fear of clowns, it's like, this song needs a trigger warning. Yeah, trigger <laughs> warning, clowns. <laughs> and one of them is nude. Like, I think I know that the Edison Museum is a pretty haunting song. Oh, yeah, the Edison Museum yeah. is pretty creepy. I mean, it's about the tallest, widest, and most famous haunted mansion in New Jersey. Yeah, and like, this, you know, the singing on that one by... Uh, uh Nick Hill is is pretty creepy. Um but again, not clown town creepy. Yeah. I really think it's kind of the whole package with clown town because the music is also like we went over really unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 chord changes are jarring. The honking the horns, the modulating bells, the Unflinching fake quote unquote German accent. The German accent. Kids like the Germans, don't they? Yeah. Kids kids love. I mean there was Heimlich in a bug's life. There there was what? Heimlich in a bug's life. Oh yeah. Little caterpillar. Yeah. I forgot about that. (laughs) I'm so high up, you all look like little ants. You all look like elves from up here. Both guys look like elves. <laughs> yeah, this uh, it's just it's just perplexing to me. It is like Monsters of Mud. You know, would think maybe that one yeah. could have could have snuck through. Yeah, I can see that one. Yeah, I can't. Because I think to a kid, like a song about monsters is less scary than a song about clowns. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah. Monsters are the kind of thing where it's like, yeah, they're quote unquote scary, but a lot of the time they're what my parents always called fun scary. Right. Where they're not like something that you are going to see and have a fear reaction to in your day to day life. Right. And these are mud monsters. You know, mud monsters, they're goopy and gooey. Yeah. Right. That's kind of goofy and lighthearted. (laughs) I'm just looking at the lyrics. Even if it does end with them all being assimilated. 
Yeah, Clown Town. I don't know what you were thinking, Flans, but they they it made the tight. right choice in the end, and did not put it on no, and just released it via TMBG Unlimited for the weird grown ups listening. Yeah, and yeah, but it never made it onto a grown ups album either. No, it was. I mean, and again, I can kind of see why, because <laughs> it's just kind of an unsettling, weird song. Yeah, and it's yeah. not really their best work. Yeah, but it is. Just the existence of it is just such an amusing little anomaly to me. I'm just trying to think of what else has the same kind of, a similar kind of vibe to it. I mean, chess piece face kind of goes there. Maybe, yeah. You know, it's just uh, kind of, yeah, like it's supposed to be creepy and it's about a weird being. I don't know. My fun fact, relatedly, is that Clown Town is one of the only Team G songs my group chat knows really well. Because my group chat is just unhinged shit posting, so of course that song got shared there. Of course, like you had to. That was my civic duty. <laughs> had to. It's yeah. If it's it's not the song you'd play for someone if you're like, hey, check out this band. I think you'd really like them. Yeah. But it, for someone who loves fucked up shit, you'd be like, check out how fucked up this band can be. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I think what is much more pleasant, at least a little bit, maybe not much more, a little bit more pleasant, is the McSweeney's version. Now, Oh, yeah. Yes, okay. The instrumental so, one? What's it? The instrumental one? The instrumental one. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, so, yeah McSweeney's, um, the... I mean, I guess I talked about it fairly recently when I had uh, Maura Quint on, who has written for McSweeney's. Um, the soundtrack to the uh, the the publication, um, and it came out also in 2001. I have a copy of it. Yes, me too. are your thoughts on this uh sea town as they call it apparently it's even too creepy to even put the word clown in the title you gotta censor it yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly trigger warning clowns sea town what are your thoughts on the instrumental version definitely less unsettling like the instrumentals are unsettling in the context of clown town the original but they're not as unsettling on their own yeah yeah the, the synths that they use in place of the melody are all pretty cool. And as a big synth yeah. head, I enjoy those. We get that 
high kind of theremin type synth. We get one that, that almost sounds like near the end, it almost sounds like it's talking. It's like, rah, rah, yeah. rah, like these weird, uh, all these cool different tones uh, to keep it interesting throughout. Um, and also the recording or like just the, I guess the release of it, it's much cleaner sounding. Like it, there's all that, you know, there's a little bit of fuzz still, even on the unlimited one. So this one's yeah, like kind of cleaned up. It sounds, you know, it sounds like more legit something. Absolutely. The beats are more bumping, but I, I think it's just the quality of the release, I guess. I don't, I don't think it's re-recorded other than the synths. Yeah. Hard to say. Yeah. Everything but definitely else, get what you're getting at. Yeah. Did they take the, um, I think they left the, uh, yeah, they left out the modulating bells part at the beginning of that one uh, huh. as well. It just gets right to the, huh, 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, again, they were like, we're kind of into this. And then they just abandoned it forever. Uh, you know. <laughs> as just one experiment that they might have flown too close to the sun with. I guess so. Yep. And they never played it live. Tragic. So, <laughs> wouldn't that be something if they busted that this would, song out that would be an experience do you think people would lose their minds over it or would people would enough people not even know it because i mean this is deep deep cut i think it kind of depends i think it would probably be about half and half like there would be the people who are into the really really obscure shit going yeah, clown town! Give us the, that nude clown! The, the front row. The front and then row there people. would be people who are going, oh my god, what the fuck am I listening to? What, if they, what if they did a medley where it was like, drown the clown into just like an abridged version of clown town? Oh my god, that would be... I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, just a little, little taste of clown town. Yeah. Everyone in the crowd would be like, what is this ending? I don't know what this is. And everyone in the front row was like, holy shit. It's Cloud Town. It's Cloud Town. (laughs) Gotta love it. And yeah, so no live versions to play. And when I sent you that email, there were no covers. But together, together, we, uh, through the use of peer pressure... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> got three covers. You- yeah, you have the one from Ekalemchi, and you have the one from Kari right. that I listened to earlier, and you have one from my friends. So why don't you introduce yours yours first? Who who's who's this friend? And that's my friend Jonah. He recorded it entirely to torment me and insisted that it be included. Can do. And what uh, what was this labeled as? I know it had uh it was Clown Town for AC. I sent it over Messenger. No, no. I mean, there was some something else in the title there. It was like Mournful. What did it say? Yeah, I feel like when I dropped it into iTunes, it said, like, Jonah's Mournful. Version. Oh, it might be Mournful Clown Eulogy or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Okay, so let's listen to Jonah's acapella. Yeah, it was like Joe's mournful acapella lament for clowns or something like that. Let's yes. let's check it out. Clown town. Clown town. Everyone 
here is a clown. Bad clown. Sad clown. Everyone here is a clown. Tall clown. Bald clown. Everyone here is a clown. Clown town. Clown town. Everyone here is a clown. Nude clown. Prude clown. Everyone here is a clown. Clown car drives far. Honk on the horn of the car. Small clowns, all clowns, wave goodbye to the clowns. Yeah, loses the German but keeps all the sad. Yes, all of the eulogy <laughs> for a clown. <laughs> he really stretches everything out. He does. <laughs> Maybe it is still a little bit German. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what he was thinking recording in the first place, honestly. He's a clown. It all, I think actually it sounds more German than Flances did. He kind of does, actually. He's not. <laughs> Incredible work, Kiona. I'm going to punch you in the face if I ever meet you in person. There you go. You got a, a He's one of my best friends, so I'm allowed to say that. You got a loving punch coming your way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, the next version here. Okay, so this is how it went down in the uh, Team BP Covers Crew group uh, Facebook Messenger thread I have with with all of my people that uh, help me out with covers. Um, let's see. Okay, how did this start here? Um, okay, so on just on Monday, so four days ago, I said, anyone want to make me a Clown Town cover for Thursday? And then Kai offers, he says, I can help if someone wants to play to a click. And I said, it'll be the only clown town cover in existence. Turned out, ended up being one of three. Uh, and then Kai uh, gives an at to Carrie. Hey, uh, Carrie Hearn, want to sing on a clown town cover? It'd be sweet to hear your dulcet tones on that song. And then yeah. a bunch of people like it and react to it. And, <laughs> and then eventually... <laughs> Carrie, uh, let's see, when did she finally get in here? Oh, yeah, she's like, hey, all, rubs the sleep from my eyes. <laughs> I'm at a disadvantage that I don't actually know Clown Town, but then she later admits that she's like, oh, yeah, this does sound familiar. And by that point, Kai had already recorded and uploaded videos of him recording the music for this before, like, Carrie even oh knew God. that we're all, like, planning <laughs> on her. We're like, Carrie's going to be on this. And she's just like, what is happening? Incredible. <laughs> and then it happened. So this is Kai on all the instrumentals and Carrie on the vocals. Uh, Jesse Cat, a.k.a. Carrie Hearn. And uh, yep. I'll drop that in right here. Thank you. 
What'd you think? I thought it was better than it had any right to be. It's better than the original. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Carrie has a beautiful voice, and mm. it works better than it should. <laughs> one of my favorite little, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite moments on Carrie's uh, performance is the uh, nude clown prude clown. <laughs> yes, it's so good. <laughs> that was an inspired moment. And the instrumentals, yeah, that's Kai uh, drumming and then uh, uh, him doing a, just a bunch of synth work. All the synths are really interesting. There's a lot of cool little electronic touches on it. His drum part's really cool. I mean, yeah, everything about it. Happens. Yeah, everything about it is is amazing. And yeah, it all came together. In yeah, by the time Carrie even was aware that she was going to be on it, yeah, it all came together in like absolutely two, insane. I love over, it. A little over two days, <laughs> and then so then on the group chat, so then Ekalemchi chimes in, and let's see where did they first get in here. Oh, Kai did say that he wanted to add saxes, but he'd been projectile vomiting for a couple of days. So not only was this recorded <laughs> like two days, but he was sick while doing it. That this, is, I mean, I just got over a really nasty head cold myself, and I truly can't imagine doing anything sick. Like, I was trying to write my fanfic, and just everything was being filtered through like 50 layers of mucus and cold medicine. So I can't imagine recording an entire song while feeling ill. Kai is a talented guy. I mean, he puts together stuff so quickly and so like, just like oh, yeah. professionally, like it's nothing. It's nothing. I love his cover of Nunquam to Nunquam. Of everything. Yes, I know. From it's Roman songs. From our, our Roman covers. My high school Latin education made me pronounce that correctly. Sounds good to me. <laughs> so then Eklam, she chimes in and says, uh, so after like hearing those little previews of, of Kai's uh, instrumentals, Eklam, she says, well, good to know it's my job to make the insane version. Oh, no. <laughs> and Glory says, I thought that was always your job. Uh, I thought that was the original. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then Kai says, I mean, how much wackiness do you need to add to a super wacky song? And then after Ekalemchi dropped a preview into the, the, the chat here, uh, Kai said, I stand corrected. <laughs> oh, my God. Brace yourself here, folks. We're going to hear Ekalemchi Okembo's version.
<laughs> that was that was that was certainly something that I just listened to. It, yeah. <laughs> I, it definitely delivered on being the insane version. Acclaim, she definitely has my number. They know that I love guitar noise and feedback, and it just kicked off right off the bat. Now, in in the group thread, they're like, I hope the Daft Punk influences shine through. Now, Daft Punk, as far as I'm aware, has never had guitars like that. I mean, maybe I haven't heard the I don't old know Daft, Daft Punk. Punk so yeah. <laughs> it's I'm a bad person to ask. Pretty clean, you know, disco-influenced, you know, electronic stuff. Um, got nothing against it. I'm just not well versed in it. But yeah, this, same. This to me is more just kind of like the more drum machiney Jesus and Mary Chain stuff, which I'm all about. And just, <laughs> I mean, it's impressive levels of guitar noise. Like, definitely, you know, made me. Yeah, proud. that is some serious noise there. Made me proud. Made me shed a single tear. Like it's definitely cool, but it's um challenging. I'll say. This song deserves... Uh, it does. It's, it's I mean, cha- that, <laughs> it's absolutely rising to the occasion there, I yeah. will say. Yeah, you know, if the if the original throws down the gauntlet, you know, this one is stepping up to the task, you know, to, to, to duel. As you must. Challenge you to a duel. So thank you so much, Jonah, Kai, Carrie, and Ekalemchi for... Making the world, uh, you know, giving the world three covers of Clown Town when it previously had zero. Yes, thank you, everyone. We've got quality friends to spend time making a cover of something so just fucked up. <laughs> we do. We really do. <laughs> and uh, with that, I think it's time to score this fucked up song. And uh, you're going first. What... <laughs> What are you giving Clown Town? I'm giving it 4.20 Blaze It! <laughs> In all seriousness, I don't think I... I, I actually think maybe a 4.2 just because it's not really a good song. <laughs> but the entertainment value definitely gives it something. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think actually I'm just going to give it around a 5. Because it, it is not good, but it is definitely entertaining. <laughs> And I, I, I love like here. Good. There's a little bit of synergy here because because uh, this puts you in the camp along with Eklamchi as uh, someone who likes to pick songs that they do not like just because they'd be oh. fun to talk to. Well, see, it's I didn't pick it because I don't like it per se. I mean, I think it's probably one of TMG's weaker songs, but I don't dislike it. Okay, but I picked it just because it's it has become such an inside joke in my friend circle mm-hmm. that I felt morally required to. <laughs> I mean, like I said, the entertainment value absolutely gives it something that is worth oh, yeah. it. Is it has merit? Yeah, it's not the merit they intended of it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, at least you know they went for it. I guess they you know. <laughs> Uh, on the wiki, it's it's ranked seven seven hundred and eighty six out of nine hundred ten. That so, that seems about right. Yeah, so pretty low, but not not the lowest. lowest. Not the lowest. What was yeah. lowest? What's the lowest at the moment? I'm curious. Oh, the very lowest is "I Am a Robot." Ah, oh, yeah, which isn't uh, really even a song per se. So yeah, not really. Uh, ten Mississippi is nine oh nine. Okay, that's kind of understandable. Yeah. That one just doesn't mm-hmm. hit. 
But I mean, Clan Hands above Mickey Mouse Clubhouse theme. It's above Echolemchi's song Tesla 246A remix. I mean, again, uh, understandable. Not going to lie. Yeah. Hmm. Above the Oblongs theme. So anyway, what am I giving this thing? I, yeah, it's, hmm. What is my lowest score at the moment, I think, is still on Earth My Nina. think is that the lowest let me see let me sort this mm. yeah yeah 3.5 oh that's sad though i did on the uh the house of mayors uh patreon episode gave the preamble, Fernando Wood, which again, isn't even really a song either. I gave that yeah. a three. That's a three. So that's technically the lowest. Uh, <laughs> but um, I don't know. Do I Do I even like it better than Unearthed by Nina? They both have a kind of a weird spookiness to them. Yeah, true. Mm, I'm go. I'm going four. I mean, I think at least it's more of a... It's almost more of a song than On Earth My Nina. On Earth My Nina is a yeah. song, but it's like kind of half baked. I guess what you're saying. You know, it's kind of half baked. This this was fully baked. Fully baked, if you know what I mean. This song. It, it was maybe a little too baked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, AC, do you have anything to tell the people about? Um, if you are a reader of fan fiction, you can go to archiveofourown.org, and my username there is A-C-N-A-C-E-Y-E-N-N, and you can read my questionable writing there. Hmm. And that's all I really have to share for now, but I'm also working on some YouTube stuff, and eventually I'm going to be making those short films. Yeah. So keep your eyes peeled. Do you want people to find you on social media? Um, yes, my Tumblr is Damara Megido, D-A-M-A-R-A-M-E-G-I-D-O. And on Facebook, I am ACJ Garbage Chan. <laughs> are you, uh, are you still on Twitter? Um, not really anymore. Okay, I'm just thinking. Not, to... I don't actually use it. Are you on Instagram? I'm just thinking for when I... Yes, I'm Duende Defined on Instagram. Yeah, and uh, people know how to find uh, This Might Be a Pod. Uh, Twitter, I mean, it hasn't totally uh, bit the dust yet like people thought it might. I don't know. I still, mixing it up with people on Twitter is one of the places the pod seemed to have gotten the most traction, even from the start. So I'll be, I'll be sad if Twitter goes away. God damn you, Elon. But we're on Instagram, too. This might be a podcast with underscores under everything. And uh, send me your thoughts. What do you think about Clan Town? You can leave me a voicemail at 224-801-2930. Or email me, this might be a pod, at Gmail. And with that, AC, so good to have you on again. Uh, Great to for, be on. And, if you, yeah. and for the messages, if you think the idea of clown nudity is not unwelcome... You probably shouldn't tell Greg that. <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of that statement there. <laughs> you Clown nudity. If anyone tries to say that the idea of clown nudity is welcome, just, just put your hand on the block button. You can do it. All clowns wave.
Bye.